0: Just go to ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy ramp.com slash easy cards issued by Sutton Bank and Celtic Bank members of DIC terms and conditions apply
2: it's odds and end zones a podcast feature of
0: milehighreport.com from props to parlays to totals and spreads it's time to sweat it out here are your hosts
2: Ian St. Clair and Adam Malnati
1: Adam, by now, everyone in Broncos country knows the Broncos have their coach. And my response to all of that is, thank God it's not Dan Quinn. (laughs) I figured that's where we were going. Uh, Yeah, it
2: was... um, This whole search has been... I kind of likened it to being a bit of a a cluster, right? I I thought it was disorganized. I thought it was... um, I thought it was, it was odd that things kept happening. Like this guy didn't want to be the coach. Like, like the Jim Harbaugh stuff was weird. And then to have all of those candidates that interviewed and and whatnot. And Sean Payton was out there and and it was like, is that going to happen? And it just felt so unorganized. And I, I think it was really a fascinating look at just how the Walton Penner group is going to go about and do their business. The regular insiders who usually have the scoops didn't have any of the scoops, the people who we would normally turn to your Mike Klisses of the world, your, your Albright's and, and whatnot. They were not the people who you could rely on in this. And I thought that was really a fascinating sort of turnabout where we as, as consumers of the Denver Broncos are going to have to adjust to the way that this ownership group does things, and the way that uh, you know Penner, Greg Penner, does his business, and I, I, I thought it was just turning into uh, a three-ring circus of ridiculousness, and it turns out I was completely wrong. They knew exactly what they wanted to do, and it was just about getting all of the work done. They did it. They went and got the guy that they wanted, and the Denver Broncos are bringing in a coach in Sean Payton, who is going to work with Russell Wilson, who is going to make this offense better and has a track record of doing that with a Hall of Fame quarterback already. So, yeah, sign me up. I'm fine with it. As someone who wanted Jim Harbaugh as my first choice, Sean Payton is
1: great. Sign me up. I'm all in. You mentioned the three-ring circus, and I'm glad you said it had nothing to do with the Broncos. Because the one thing that is a is abundantly clear, and friend of the show Cecil Lamy pointed this out, there are no more leaks. If you base your reporting on leaks, you're done, because this ship is not going to leak. And uh, it, Cecil went on to add, there is one national insider who has a direct line to the Broncos. One. We don't know who that is. I think it's pretty clear. It could be the one who used to work at the Denver Post and is now at ESPN. But I don't know who it is. But I, I was in the same boat. I was like, "This is," and it it was it seemed like a a circus. It, it did seem disorganized, but it's because the media was scrambling and literally had no idea what was going on. And I applaud Greg Penner and Rob Walton and carry Walton Penner because the Broncos have been a leaky ship for 10 years. Oh, more than that. Yeah. So, uh, but the end result is they absolutely nailed this hire. He is by, I'll say he's even above Jim Harbaugh and I wanted Jim Harbaugh to me. Sean Payton is the best coach in football lofty he has I I mean
2: is is that Bill Belichick
1: trying to tell you he exists I I just just checking he's he's been nothing without Tom Brady
2: that's fair and and now we're all without Tom Brady thank Christ Uh,
1: hopefully it's (laughs) praise be praise be praise be to he (laughs) hopefully we're not (laughs) going to be getting some sort of oh just kidding I don't think we will but well cuz Adam Schefter did his wife him. again <laughs> but to me Sean Payton is the best coach in football I can't remember the stat Howard Balls Howard Balls had at long time uh football writer he's covered the NFL for for decades I'll bring it up but Sean Payton is he's here it is for those who have this misguided notion that Sean Payton is overrated there are 43 coaches in NFL history with at least 100 regular season victories. Peyton has 152, and only nine have a winning percentage better than his 631. Sean Peyton is a winner. He knows how to win. He knows how to be the CEO that Greg Penner wanted. And that's what you're getting in Sean Peyton. And he sat out a year with Fox to look at how the rest of the teams go about their business and how they how they function what they do and now he's going to be able to take that all in and come back to the Broncos and I think be even better I I just I I love this hire I think it's an it's absolutely a home run he's the best coach the Broncos have hired or had on staff since Mike Shanahan He is a better coach than Gary Kubiak. I think Kubiak lucked into a great defense. But this is absolutely a – this is what changes the culture. We've talked about changing the culture in the Denver Broncos for seven years, and this does it.
2: Yeah, uh, it it is a shift. I I think it's interesting to note that for the first time – uh, really since Mike Shanahan, perhaps the biggest name on the team is the name of the head coach. And, and I know that Russell Wilson exists, right? Russell Wilson's on the team, and that's fine. But after the season that he just had, he is, he, he is looked at as damaged goods. People look at him and go, he's not the quarterback that he was when he was with Seattle, right? He, he's different now. Well, what made him different? Obviously, there were issues with whatever offense it was that Nathaniel Hackett was, in air quotes, running because he wasn't running an offense. Uh, it, it, he wasn't and, running anything. He wasn't. And and I think that the thing that really stands out to me about this is when Hackett was fired and Jerry Rosberg took, took over, and he did a great job as an interim coach, and I, and I would like to just sort of say I really thought – that he was exactly what they needed, and they probably needed him in week five, but that's, you know, neither here nor there. It would
1: have the, been a playoff team if the, that happened.
2: Denver Broncos looked like a good football team once they got a head coach that kind of knew what he was doing. And he wasn't calling plays. He wasn't the guy who was who was the offensive genius. He was simply there to run the team. He was the he was the captain of the ship. And it was pretty clear to me that after he took over, this was a team that should have been in the playoffs. This was a team that should have been battling for the AFC West, but for the debacle that was Nathaniel Hackett. And so now, not just Jerry Rosberg being there, helping the Broncos remain undefeated in 2023, because they are, that's the thing I keep telling everybody, but you bring in a Sean Payton, I don't see how this can be Bad. Now, I again, I have said and I will continue to say, I'm not going to get excited until they win games. They've got to win football games. They've got to put points on the board, and they've got to win football games. But I can look at this and go, that is a correction. That is a writing of the ship. Does it mean they're going to sail off into, into calmer waters? No, they might still screw it up. You never know. And I'm a little jaded after the last seven years that I, I – quite frankly, have said to myself every morning since this happened, which means two mornings. Is it real? Is it, is it really Sean Payton? Are we, are the Denver Broncos really going to have this head coach? And I'm even sitting here right now thinking to myself as we're talking about it, well, maybe we shouldn't be talking about this. We could be jinxing this. I don't know. Even though the, you know, Broncos social media is sending out all kinds of tweets. And I still, he's got to sign on that dotted line before I feel real confident, but I, I, I feel like maybe, just maybe, things are going to be okay, right? Looking for that that rising sun, right? Looking to the east on that.
1: And I, I think it's there. All you have to do is look at the consistency. He's a winner. He knows how to win. He knows how to get the best out of his players. He knows how to put forth a team that competes. And I'm with you. They need to win games but they now have the guy in place to finally lead them to do it. And as you mentioned, score points. Offenses score points under Sean Payton. Just about every year he was in New Orleans, they finished in the top 10. And he had the number one offense, I think, at least six or seven times. That's a lot of points. So they're going to score points, and they're going to score a lot of points. And that's his expectation because he knows that's how you compete in the AFC West. And the other thing that's going to be very intriguing about this is the staff that he brings in. But before we get to that, you mentioned that they need to win games. Look at the impact Doug Peterson had in the Jacksonville Jaguars. He took a downtrodden organization that hadn't done anything since Blake Bortles And for those who have watched The Good Place, know that somewhere he just screamed, Blake Bortles, go Jags. Duval! But look at the impact Doug Peterson had on the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is there going to be anyone out there who argues Doug Peterson is on the same level as Sean Payton as a head coach? Probably not. I hope not. Maybe in Duval they would. But I no, you're probably not going to go to that length and look at what happened with the Jaguars. I think Sean Payton can have an even bigger impact on the Denver Broncos. But back to the staff, it's going to be very interesting because Colin Coward, who's basically – he and Jeff Duncan with the New Orleans Times-Picayune are the Sean Payton whisperers. Coward hinted that Peyton could have a very good staff and it's going to be very intriguing. Yeah. And I think the name that pops up
2: the most right now, because it's Broncos country and the connection to the Denver Broncos is Vic Fangio. And the fact that when Sean Peyton was going to be the head coach of the Miami dolphins, it was Vic Fangio who was going to come in and be his defensive coordinator. And He seemingly had a deal, right? Vic Banjo was going to go be the defensive coordinator. Was it in Miami? Am I right about that? Am I making a mistake here? And now that deal has been put on hold, possibly so that he can come to Denver, so he can be uh, in that Denver Broncos locker room again, working with that defense, which is, I I think, a a pretty big coup for that coaching staff if they can make it happen. It doesn't appear as if Jiro Evero is going to be coming back. He seems to be... Uh, wanting out. He's still under contract with the Broncos, but I think that uh, his desire to leave is probably going to uh, allow him to get out because Sean Payton doesn't want somebody who doesn't want to be there. And uh, Vic Fangio seems to want to be with Sean Payton. That's a, that seems to me like a match made in heaven. And you know, on the offensive side of the ball, Sean Payton's calling the plays anyway. Sean Payton really is your offensive coordinator. But he is the offensive coordinator. You have to bring somebody in, and so there are options out there. I kind of I kind of like David Shaw. I think that's a neat idea. I have, I have a lot of respect for what he's done. I think he could be a good coordinator in the NFL. I know that some people didn't like that he was a candidate for the head coach because maybe he wasn't uh, as successful at Stanford as he could have been, but well-respected. There's other options out there, but it doesn't matter who you bring in because we all know that it's Sean
1: Payton who's the offensive coordinator. And think about this. In my mind, Vic Fangio is the best defensive coordinator in football. And I don't think it's close. So you pair him with one of the best, if not the best offensive play callers in football. Now, obviously you still have to get the rest of the staff in place, but just by hiring Vic Fangio... And I, I get it, there'd be awkwardness, and you get Sua Cravens. And since when did Sua Cravens become some sort of insight expert well, on the Broncos?
2: It's an interesting question, because what, what did he do? Look, when, when the Broncos traded for Sua Cravens, you and I, and I, and I can admit to this, I was excited about that trade. I saw him yeah, being I was too. Uh, potentially an impact player in that defense. And then injuries, he, he just never really mashed or melded with the team. It just didn't work. Okay, but... He was he was with the Broncos for like a week. Why are we Why are we listening to Sua Cravens about the Denver Broncos? He has almost no connection to the team other than he was traded to the Broncos, and he seems to like Denver, which I, I, a lot of people like Denver and Colorado. I, I yeah. get that. Yeah, but, the weed's legal. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it helps, but it's like really like Sua Cravens. That's who we're
1: gonna listen to on on this. I get. I guess I'm not, but all right. You do you. And in my response to the people who say it's going to be awkward and the players didn't like him, get over it. You haven't won shit in seven years. Don't beep. Oh, dang it. All right. Your ability to complain about having to work harder and not having a coach be your buddy, we just went through that. It didn't work. Didn't. So if you're going to complain about having a guy who may not like you or he doesn't give you the feels or give you confidence, you're not going to get it from your current head coach. I don't like the music he plays. That's what we're going to do? We care about the music that he plays? Like, If you're going to complain about your coach making you work harder or he's an asshole or he's not a good guy, you've lost that ability by having seven straight seasons of not being in the playoffs and six straight losing seasons. I don't want to hear it. If you're going to complain about that, they should get rid of that player and get them out of the locker room and get guys who want to come in and win. Because to steal a line from the current guy who's bringing in so much hype to Boulder, it's crazy. This needs to be the mantra for Sean Payton and the Broncos. We common.
2: I like it. I like it. You know, and you, you bring up a really good point about get rid of the people that don't want to be there that are, that don't want to work hard. I think anything's on the table. I think anything is on the table as far as moves that the Broncos should make player wise offense defense. The, there, there are some untouchables. I don't see the need to to try and get off of Russell Wilson's contract. Like let's not be stupid here. Obviously that's not going to change, but is there really a player on this team that that should feel safe? That should feel like I've got this job and it's mine? I don't think so. Not after Tim seven. Patrick. No, okay, a guy who who didn't play it all last year. <laughs>
1: like, it wasn't his fault. That's true. But he, but, but but look at he is Rod Smith. He's a guy who came from the practice squad, busted his ass off to get everything that he's got that's what you need in that locker room. So to me, Tim Patrick is absolutely untouchable. Right. My my
2: point wasn't that he was was not a hard worker. It was just sort of that was a, a name that came out of came off the injured reserve list. I didn't expect it. So it sort of hit me sideways. But but the truth is, there really isn't a player on this team that makes me go, "Oh, you got to keep that guy." Now, there are some positions where you go, "Do I really want to add to the needs?" right? Like I'm not a fan of Saying things like, "Well, we should just get rid of," you know, I don't. Here's a Garrett Bowles, for example. You could trade Garrett Bowles. You could get rid of him. I'm sure that would be fine. But offensive line's a pretty big need. You might as well keep your left tackle if he's healthy. Who knows what he's going to be, right? Coming back from injury, there's some question marks there. Uh, Cortland Sutton, bye. I'm fine with you if you got to go. That's that's fine with me. Um, I, I don't know Jerry Judy. I, I don't know. Can you net me a, a first round pick? Let's see what happens with that. Justin Simmons. I love you. Peace out. If you got to go, you got to go. You know what I'm saying? I, th- pick a guy. I, if, if they're not going to fit with what Sean Payton wants to do with this team, see ya. I, I mean, at this point, as a fan, you really do need to back the guy who's going to make the changes that are going to make this team better. And Just because you fell in love with a player because they worked hard or because they they did good things on the field and off the field and all those things, which we like and we love, it's not personal to to steal from the Godfather. It's strictly business. Nothing personal. It's just business. And the business is to win football games. And I am am fully on board with, you know what? Whatever Sean Payton wants to do is what Sean Payton's going to do, and I'm fine with that. And I also think it's interesting. You know who we haven't mentioned in any of this? George Payton. Here's a guy to steal from chris collinsworth here's a guy who has what like no role anymore what is his job with the denver broncos at this point go get or me some I coffee out is that, is that he's just gonna scout people? that's a that's a really expensive scout
1: well i i mean my wife has mentioned this can you really recover from being the guy who hired nathaniel hackett it would be uh can you get
2: comeback man, general manager of the year? Like what is the, what is that a possibility? Cause
1: this, <laughs> you've got to be able to be a general manager because I, uh, if he's just going to control the draft and here's the thing, he better do a hell of a lot better with his late round draft picks than he did last year. Impact is going to be
2: important because you don't have any early round picks. So you've got to do your due diligence. You've got to make some, make some big moves there. It's, it's and you you fascinating. You, you what's mentioned going on.
1: Garrett. You mentioned Garrett Bowles. I only throw that name out because if you can net a high round pick for him, why not? Because you could get his replacement. Are we going to really say that Garrett Bowles has been that great? He had one year, and John Elway gave him a ridiculous contract. So I think anything's on it. Obviously, Pat Sertan, You, he's the modern champ. Bailey, yeah, I, I didn't uh, didn't mention him
2: on purpose. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that yeah no no he's not he doesn't count uh, other than right he's other than PS two everybody and and you're right you're not wrong about about Garrett Bolts he's he is also someone who if Sean Payton came in and said yeah I don't like this guy let's move on sir
1: yes sir what well, depends on what it depends on on the return like you're not just gonna well, give I, up yeah. your your left tackle I mean I am mean, not saying that like just go out and willing really, let's just cut him right <laughs> that I would mean, be that would be a I, little I, odd. I don't like Garrett. I don't like Garrett Bowles, but I don't like him that much. (laughs) I I just, I I think everything needs to be on the table. And here's the other thing about Sean Payton, and it's not being talked about enough. He can fix Russell Wilson. He's going to put him in a position to fix him. He's going to give him the offense. He's going to do all that. And I I do think Russell Wilson is going to be motivated to get back to the player that he was. And I think Sean Payton is going to be able to give him that confidence that he can do it. The other thing that Sean Payton does, though, is he knows how to build offensive lines. And that's something that we have been harping on John Elway since he took the general manager job. Even when he had Peyton Manning, he did not give him an offensive line. He never did anything for right tackle. Ever. Or whatever he did was bad. Yeah, I mean, just... Trigger me, Mitchell Schwartz. <laughs> but Sean Payton knows how to do it. And I wouldn't be surprised if he brought back Mike Munchak oh, to I be his offensive I was just going to ask blankets.
2: you, do you think he'd be willing to... I, I I would be curious to know if Mike Munchak would be willing to come back. Because 100%. Because the,
1: the, he has family in Denver. Sure. That's why he wanted to come here. Mm-hmm. It was so the biggest... Absolutely.
2: The biggest mistake that Nathaniel Hackett made was getting rid of Mike Munchak. That was his biggest mistake because Mike Munchak would have given him a veteran leader as a coach, somebody who'd been a head coach in the NFL. That was his biggest downfall, in my opinion. Obviously, he was a terrible head coach and Nathaniel Hackett really just, I, I can't wait to just forget about his time in Denver and pretend it never happened. But as mistakes go, my belief is that that was his biggest mistake was letting Mike Munchak disappear like being like ah you're out of here. Really? The the best offensive line coach in the NFL you think man you just get rid of him. That's fine. This guy's an idiot. Right, we should have known right then and there. This guy's an idiot. Let's, let's let's fire him now. Let's 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 rectify this situation. But it didn't work. We didn't get to
1: fire him right now. So that didn't work. There was a, if we're going to the moments that we should have known I keep mentioning this. There was that moment in the Russell Wilson introductory news conference where Nathaniel Hackett had that creepy cringy comment to Sierra. Yeah, that was just a goofy fan thing. I just
2: that, that one didn't I didn't bother me too much, but it it, it was weird. And it, it was just like I'm a goofy fan like ah, don't you're no man, you're the head coach of an NFL franchise. Dude, she's sitting right there with her just, kids. She's just right there and those are those Pick are her children.
1: Yeah, like come on man. So her husband is like sitter right there. So at least we don't have to worry about that with Sean Payton. No, like we're not going to have to worry about him coming in, hugging everybody, which I had an awful take about how that's the leadership. The Broncos needed. That's a fail on my part. Andy Bernard fail video. That would be me. (laughs) That's a
2: good reference. I like that reference. That's really nice. All right. Um, what else we got to talk about this with the Broncos right now? We got, you know, there, there's, a, there's so many things that have to fall into place before we can even think about the draft before we can think about free agency, any of that stuff. But is there anything else that we've got to touch on with the Denver Broncos?
1: I just the fact that they have their head coach and I think they have the ownership group in place that's going to do whatever it takes to get to get and give Sean Payton what he needs. There's going to be no money. There's going to be no expense. That's going to be too much to give Sean Payton what he needs. And I I think that's going to give him even more motivation to turn the Broncos around. And I think that's, that's the one thing that stood out whenever Colin coward talked about it is to finally have a national media guy talking about how huge and important the Denver Broncos are. He said it. The people back East don't realize how massive the Denver Broncos are. Like you take it. They're more massive than the Kansas city chiefs. I'm sorry. Broncos country is vastly superior and bigger and more dominant than the racist chiefs kingdom and their racist tomahawk chops. And they're two teeth fans. It's, it is the vast, it is, it's up. He, Colin Coward said it. It's the San Francisco 49ers in the West and then the Broncos. That's the list. And now you have a head coach who knows that and respects it and wants to meet make his own mark.